We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Toma Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You know uh, what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yo, I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. Like, like, they, like these hosts out there, they in these million-dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea. They got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This is my fourth season, yo. This is my fourth season. And I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. And you and you. And welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Talento Mandela. Whew! It's another beautiful day down here in South Florida. I guess it depends on how you look at it. It is Wednesday, March 6th. It's another hump day. It's about 75 degrees here today. And it's probably going to drop down to like maybe about like 50-something degrees down here. Bunch of Floridians, they're bundled up. I seen them already. They got their hoodies on. They got their Uggs out. They got their, you know, they got the sweatpants on. They ain't over here in Burmo. But you know what I'm saying? Your boy's always gonna stay originally from Brooklyn. I ain't feeling none of this. This is like a vacation to me. I'm saying if they could have dropped the 10 degrees wherever, I'm calling for a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? But we about to get the show started. Because you know exactly what I say. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. Uh, uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic we got a good show for you today i hope i hope you know hope you know because listen we got the combine results coming up to talk about today we get to talk about the playoff shakers and fakers takers and fakers however you want to call it we gonna talk about the sensitive duel and Listen, before we get before we get any further, before 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 we get any further, we're gonna have to take a quick moment of silence. And and I and I do mean this. To pay respects to the late great King Kong Bundy. That recently just lost his battle with life. So Thank you for sharing with me in that short moment of silence. So, I told you, beautiful show coming up. And we're going to get right into it today. 
that I have no clue what the hell that was. Okay, we we're just gonna ignore that. That did not just happen. <laughs> it's like I was watching the the documentary, The Real Housewives of Adultery Sports Entertainment. But no, that's not what was going on. So we're gonna hop right into it because you know how we go. We get hot and heavies before anything else. I told you so. I told you so. Now, we're going to talk about Kyler Murray first. But just know that I apologize. This is going to be one of those episodes, right? This is going to be one of those episodes that it's kind of... It's going to be kind of revolving around the fact that I told you that this was going to happen. So we're going to start with Kyler Murray. Because Kyler Murray is the first person that we said, or one of the first people that we mentioned that, you know what? He 100% needs to not go to the NFL. We said it about him when Kyler Murray first came out. Before they talked about the hand size, before they talked about his weight, before they talked about his height, before they brought any of that stuff to light, before the results of any of that stuff came out, we talked about he doesn't need to be here. And we said it for 100%. Like, listen, why... At five foot ten, official height, you know, that came out. Why at 207 pounds, official weight to come out? Why are you putting yourself in a position where not only can you always get hurt, like we talk about always get hurt because you're just gonna be playing against people that are just generally just bigger than you consistently, 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 consistently. And if you're the kind of guy that that's always looking to run, then listen, not even the great Cam Newton. And we think that Cam Newton is half the times one of the biggest people on the field when he plays, and he still is not, a, not, not he's still not exonerated from being hurt. So we mentioned it about Kyler Murray. We said to Kyler Murray, you don't want to play football, especially if you have the opportunity to play baseball. We're talking about, ba listen to what just happened in baseball. You had a player that just signed a 13-year, $300 million deal. Let me say that again for you. You had a player that signed a 13-year, $300 million deal. You do realize that Antonio Brown just came out and said, yo, I'm rich, I'm a millionaire, I don't need to play football for the rest of my life. Antonio Brown has maybe made $85 million in his whole entire 10-year NFL career. A player in the MLB in baseball just signed a 13-year, $300 million deal. You would have went into the, into the into Major League Baseball, one of the few players, and be guaranteed to make dough you were one of those one of those particular guys but yet here's Kyler Murray wanted to go into the NFL so cool he chooses the NFL he chooses the NFL over over major league baseball and here it comes automatically they start devaluing him because this is what happens in, this is what happens in football Instead of in baseball, where they, where they kind of, where I feel like they're kind of bigging up the player. Even in basketball, where they're kind of bigging up the player. Here comes football. They're trying to devalue him. What's one of the first things they say? They come out and they say, oh, he's too short. Oh, he's too, he's too light. They said, oh, he must be, I think that we think he's more like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, 
190 pounds versus what he came in registering at 5'10", 207 pounds. They start devaluing him. And then, he, then once he proves those defectors wrong, then they now start to attack his character. So, from the very beginning, when it comes to this guy, Kyler Murray, the NFL's already devaluing you. Major League Baseball was valuing you. They were giving you value. And guess what? If you state that, you listen, if you state that you could be a Bryce Harper, and let's, let's think about it, that's Bryce Harper now. By the time that you get into the, into the negotiation process of your first contract, after your first seven years, what Bryce Harper is making now will be average. It'll be on the low end of it. You would have been, all right, you're a guy worth keeping on the roster. While in the NFL, you still won't have banked that. But you want to go prove yourself in football. All the people, you know, all the people, all, 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 everybody has always been doubting you your whole life. You're saying that you're too small, you're too short, you're too this, you're too that, and you want to prove everybody wrong. Go ahead and prove them wrong. Go ahead and prove them wrong. I'm just saying that you could have proved them wrong 20 years in, 20 years in baseball versus seven to nine years in football. At best, 11 to 15 years in baseball. So, I don't know what Kyler Murray was doing, but that's what Kyler Murray decides to do. And from day one, we've been telling you that there's something wrong with, 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 with Kyler Murray because we all say, we all agree here that if you could have guaranteed yourself that you're getting the, the millies, the millie, the million, the millions and millions of millions of dollars, right, from baseball versus the peanuts in millions that baseball likes to give you. I mean, that football wants to give you. And we say penis because we're going to call them the lower end of the... Of the paying spectrum. We're 100% going to call them that. He decides to go there versus the league that literally probably pays the most out of all of them. You understand? That basketball players want to get paid like baseball players. While football players want to get paid like like basketball players, and they're, and they're talking about the contracts that basketball players have, and you look at the freedom that basketball players have, basketball players are a little bit like, man, but that baseball money, woo! <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Colin Murray, like, like you ain't just a fool. Like, you a new fool. And, and, and that's probably what the, what the problem Danger is. Danger zone. But that's what you want to do. That's what you would like to do. Now you know you know you know you know it's real crazy, and maybe it's not. But Antonio Brown doesn't sound so crazy right now anymore, does he? Oh look at that! I really gotta try this bacon Big Mac sandwich thing. I think I'm having one this weekend. Mm -hmm. After I get the results from my heart stuff. But let's get back on it. Antonio Brown doesn't sound too crazy now, does he? Antonio Brown doesn't sound like the most insane person in the world. Because ultimately what Antonio Brown has been going up against is saying that I'm not going to let you guys devalue me. Like they're devaluing Kyler Murray before he even plays a game now. Antonio Brown is established 10 years into the league. Once again, I told you already, he's, he's talking about, yo, I'm rich. 85 million probably probably net netted in the in the NFL. Antonio Brown may actually be onto something because he's basically has been saying this whole time that I don't need football. I'm good now. I've been playing for 10 years. I got this much money. Right? I'm, all, all of my stuff are paid for cash. You know, I got some money saved up. I got investments. I got businesses. You know, I'm good. I'm not going to allow you to to devalue me. You're going to say, oh, oh, these stuff about my character, these stuff about what I do and what I don't do. But all you have is proof of what I do do. And that is, and that is be one of and the, that is be one of the 
most productive wide receivers in the league when it comes to yards and touchdowns over the last decade. Nobody has done what he has done. So he's like, I'm not going to allow you to devalue that because what I have done is what I've done and you're going to pay me for what I've done. And if this makes me look bad for right now, you know what? I'm going to... It's okay for me to look bad right now. I'm not going to let Pittsburgh talk shit about him. I'm not going to let little things come out in come out in from sources and in the league and talk shit about like no you know who i am don't talk to me unless you're talking about guaranteed dollars i'm not gonna devalue myself you know what i do don't talk to me unless you're unless you're part of a winning culture i'm trying to win a championship don't devalue me don't talk to me if if you have locker room issues i'm not coming there to try to be a leader i'm trying to come there to win and put up numbers you understand? Like, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want bad coaches. I don't want bad contracts. I don't want none of that stuff. What I want is guaranteed dollars, and I want to play for a winning environment and a winning culture. You know what I hear? I hear Kansas City. I'm just saying. Once again, I hear Kansas City. Like, why is Kansas City not not somewhere? on this list guys you know what we're gonna take a small break we're gonna come back <laughs> we could come back and we're we gonna we're gonna shift gears because i'm telling you we have a hard show we got a fast show we got a good show but you know what this is me talking with my own person my from my own personal parents like experience because i i feel like all of my shows are good shows find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang. Intergalactic lightsaber battle. Saving an adorable puppy from a burning building. Or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions. All in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, one only talent, Tomar Taylor. If you're still listening, that means you're listening right here. Uh, the only place I want you to listen to, and that's on mytsports.net. So that's my take on Kyler Murray. Like, listen, he's he's probably going to continue to probably piss me off and disappoint me throughout the rest of the throughout the whole entire year because things just aren't things just aren't. Quite right with. Him. I don't. I don't feel like he should be in the NBA. And if he, and if there's anything that you missed in there, then congratulations to Bryce Harper on signing a 13-year, 300 million dollar deal. So big up, big up on your contract. You know, big up, big up on getting the years that you wanted because for him it was more important to get the years, even though there were other situations where he could have gotten less years, and. Sorry about that. But there's situations where he could have gotten less where he could have gotten less years and more money. At least more guaranteed dollars. Ooh, what is this? Taco Bell stuff. Something with their fries. Damn you. But he could have gotten less he could have gotten less years and more Average years money per years. <laughs> I know I got super distracted. I apologize. See, that's Bryce Harper. But Bryce Harper wanted to be guaranteed more money, so he went with the more money. Oh, he wanted. I'm sorry. He wanted more years, so he went with the more years, even though it meant slightly less money over over the course of his contract. I think now he's only going to be getting like twenty five million dollars a year. Rumors had it that he could have signed. A ten-year, three hundred and fifty million-dollar deal, and gotten thirty-five million dollars a year. But he was like, you know what? 
I'll rather take a little bit more money over the rest of the years. And listen, I'm not going to knock him. Like, 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 this is what he wanted. He wanted longevity. He wanted true longevity. And 13 years was true longevity. He didn't want... He didn't want um, portions of there to say that, oh, there, 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 were, there were options, you know, there were team options to get him out of there. No, he wanted it fully guaranteed. You know, um, he, he didn't want any back ends out of there. He wanted to know that he was going to play there. Now he, now he is 100% a Philadelphia Philly. And now you, we hear about Philadelphia getting more talent that should have possibly gone to somewhere else in the league. If they had just played their chips right or played their cards right or even made the proper, uh, made an attempt at all. So congratulations to Bryce Harper on his contract. We all, we all, we all, we all congratulate you on what what you was able to do. Now, so talking about players moving, there's been a, there's been a lot of talk about players moving in the NBA as of late, and the funny thing about it is that the free agency time or the trade deadline's already passed. We all know that, right? Trade deadline is already passed. So really, what everybody is basically talking about. <clears throat> And making the big stink about is what should possibly be happening at the end of the season. Which, okay, that's cool. I get it. We just gonna bypass the champagne showers. Popping in the club, we light it up. Hey, our champagne showers. Just gonna pass bypass it. Champagne shower at the end of the season, right? We're just going to bypass that whole entire celebration and act like it just doesn't happen or that we don't still have to worry about the championship. So we're going to bypass that for right now. And we're going to get directly into the offseason. And in this offseason, there's constant talks about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant coming to the Knicks. And before we even talk about Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant going to the Knicks or, or going anywhere this offseason, I want to talk about Kyrie's behavior as of late. Because I don't know what it is about Kyrie as of lately that he's been acting a little bit more sensitive. He's been a little bit more better. He's been a little bit more snappy. Ooh, look at that. Cole Anthony Towns just hit a three-point shot with contact to make it an L1. But Kyrie Irving has been in a weird place lately, and I, and I don't know what it is. Part of me think that Kyrie Irving is checked out, <clears throat> and, and, and maybe that's what it is more than anything else. Part of me thinks that Kyrie Irving has officially checked out. Now... What does that mean after you obviously just saw them blow out Golden State last night? Literally blow them out last night. I know how you say, how could you say he checked out after what he did last night? Well, let's be, you know what? It's not hard to get up for those games. And if you talk to, if you talk to ballers of the past, or you listen to ballers of the past, or present, it's not hard to get up for those games. The games where you play against a Kyrie, not um, a, Stephen, a Stephen Curry that's your direct matchup. You kind of get up for those games. The games where you play the two-time champions, Golden State Warriors, you kind of get up for those games. In the games what have the finals MVP, Kevin Durant, you kind of get up for those games. And playing Golden State brings you to all three of those things. You have a direct rival at your matchup, matched up position. You're playing against a team that has the la that has a pa a former Finals MVP, and you're also playing against a team that just won the championship. All of those give you reason to want to get up. They heighten your level of focus. It gives everybody tunnel vision, including Kyrie Irving. He is not immune from this, but on the rest of these games, 
Nah, he's giving up. You, you hear him complaining. You hear him pointing the fingers. He's giving up. And, then, and you hear his snappiness with the media. It's like, oh, it's like, yo, listen, I just want to, I just want the season to be over with so I can bounce, me. And then I can ask me. That, that's basically what it sounds like. Everybody hears it like, oh, he's being snappy at the media. He doesn't want the media to do his job and ask him questions. And he's tired of all this. Nah, really, when he says, like, I'm tired of answering questions about here or, or about where I'm going. It's like, like listen, honestly, right now, I just want to play ball. And, and answer questions about bowling if I and, and, and that's if I want to answer questions about bowling right now. And honestly, let's move on. Like honestly, if you want to ask me any questions, ask me after, after I leave here. Like then I'll be able to share about everything. But right now I'm just not feeling it, B. He's like he's like right now I just want to go somewhere where I can win, and I want to keep putting myself in winning situations. How does New York manage? How do the New York Knicks manage to be a winning situation when we don't even know if Kevin Durant is coming there now? Oh yeah. Because I'm telling you, see, there's something about there's something about Kyrie Irving that I'm telling you, I just don't want in New York. And I know you guys, I know I'm not the only one that feels like this. Like you could be a fan of a player. Cause I'm a fan of Kyrie. Don't get it twisted. Like don't do not get that twisted. Like I'm a fan of Kyrie, but I think I'm a fan of his from afar, and that may be it. Is that I like Kyrie. But I like Kyrie from afar. And I'm like that with a lot of players. I'm like that with a, with a, with a lot of individuals. Where I like that player from afar more than I like them. More than I like them for my team. And Kyrie Irving, I just don't see myself liking him for my team. And that's because... For my team, I feel like Kyrie Irving is going to let me down in the very key moments that you need him. Kyrie Irving is not, has not had healthy seasons throughout his whole entire career. It is very weird to hear about Kyrie playing 70 games in a season. Now listen, I say 70 games because you know what? In this day and age, I say you, want, I say you, I say you can give players 12 games throughout the year where you may just have to sit them out for some reason whatsoever, right? So any player that plays 70 plus games these days, you give them, you know, credence. You give them, okay, you know what? You've done, you've done your job. But if you're a Knicks fan, you know when those 12 games come. And those 12 games aren't going to come where he's able sporadically throughout the season so he can get some rest and preserve himself. No. Those 12 games are going to come as the Knicks are jockeying for position. And Kevin Durant really needs him. Kevin Durant has to take on an extra workload just to just to try to just to try to keep a playoff spot. And then that those 12 games leak into us making it to the playoffs and Kyrie Irving not being able to be there in the playoffs to help Kevin Durant and then we see Kevin Durant having to play hero ball all by himself. And failing at it. Because you have to understand, if you're a Knicks fan, if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant come to the Knicks, then anything less than a second round appearance is a failure. Now I know you want championships, but I understand that's the ceiling. There has to be a floor. And the floor is the second round of the playoffs. Like you have to get out the first round. Like you, it isn't it isn't good enough to have those two guys and not make the playoffs. Like like and, and you understand like that's that's that doesn't just cut it. That is not enough. What they need is to make the second round. But once again, that's to say that the sensitive duo can make it. Because how is this going to work? You have Kyrie Irving that's super sensitive all the time. He's always going off on the media and always talking about how he's being mistreated. And you have Kevin Durant over there always going off in the media and talking about how he's being mistreated. How is this sensitive? They're like the, they're like the opposite of the dynamic duo. They're the sensitive duo. How are these two guys going to be able to pull it off? Well, I'm going to look at your face and tell you that you have no worries. Because Kevin Durant may not even go to the Knicks. Kevin Durant may not even be a New York Knickerbocker. We're going to talk about that when we come back from this Brock. Well, you could call it a break, but you know what I'm saying. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? 
then head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi Best Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only talent, Omar Thaler. If you're still listening, if you're still listening on the one and only place I love for you to listen at, that is on mytsports.net. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but back to what I was talking about. Back to what we were talking about. I know I left you with, I, I know I've been teasing this for you guys for a couple of segments now. About Kevin Durant. May not even be a Nick. Now, that's not to say that Kevin Durant may not be in New York. See, that's a different statement. What we said was Kevin Durant may not be a Nick. And that is something that's a little bit different. That's something that just recently came to play. I just just came into the equation. Because you take the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets that have a young squad. And we can see them right now. Young squad. We can tell that they are being coached up. You have a young all-star in D'Angelo Russell. But he isn't a name breaker. He isn't a world beater anymore. Or or isn't anything. He isn't a name anymore. He's just a guy in Brooklyn that's just balling. That happened to make the all-star. Happened to be an all-star this year. Like, like D'Angelo Russell of the past that came into the league with a little bit of hype is past. The guy that got into trouble be, um, with the LA Lakers for, for sharing images of his teammate and, and an estranged woman is past. All you have now is the humble D'Angelo Russell. He's no longer D-Russ. He's just D'Angelo Russell. And there's no names in Brooklyn, but you can see they're coached up well. They play hard together, and now they have a system. Basically, the Brooklyn Nets are where the New York Knicks want to be at. Develop the young talent. Have a guy that develops as an all-star kind of out of nowhere. You understand? And and make that place attractive for a superstar to come. Well, that's what Brooklyn has done. Develop the culture. Have young assets. They have a young small forward in there. They have a young point guard in there. One of their one of one of one of their semi-veteran players just won a three-point contest, so you know they got shooters. They got people that hustle, and they and they got a shot blocker, bona fide shot blocker. You know, and they have room for two max players, so Brooklyn could actually get Kimball Walker and Kevin Durant. That could be what goes to the Brooklyn Nets while the Knicks get stuck with an injury-prone Kyrie Irving and who, Jimmy Butler? Is that what we want, Knicks? Is that what we could have settled with? Let's let you know, that happens. Yeah, you, you, like, Brooklyn would officially be on the map and you, and you would hear the only Brooklyn, the Brooklyn kid talk about Brooklyn in a way that he's never done talk about because Brooklyn would have officially made the move to capture my heart in the moment where the Knicks have done nothing but disappoint me. And that's what's happening right now. Where, just like how the Knicks are the worst team in New York, 
the Lakers are the worst team in California. And there's four teams out there. We gonna go, go back out west soon. We gonna stay in the east for just a little bit longer. We gonna travel on the grimy side of things before we go to the palm beaches and sunshine. As I say that from my home in Florida. <laughs> I got issues, B. But you guys have known this. We've been doing this for four years. So Kyrie, so Kevin Durant could go to Brooklyn. And I'm going to tell you something. Kevin Durant goes to Brooklyn. Even though it's New York, that media coverage becomes a little bit different. And even though it's New York, his fans become a little bit different. Because while the Knicks fans are going to look at him like, yo, babe. You need better come in here. You need to win. And if you ain't doing nothing outside of the second round, we don't want no parts of you. Like, yo, you like you, you got work to do when you come here. There's no slacking off. There's no this and that. You better come in here. You better ball. And he may get a little bit sensitive to all of that New York media, all of the Knicks media. But with Brooklyn, you put him in Brooklyn. Those fans in Brooklyn, he's going to be insulated in Brooklyn. Like, being, in, being, being just the Brooklyn net, he'll be insulated. Oh, be like being in Oklahoma. Because all of the Brooklyn people are going to look at him like, oh, you know what? He's not sensitive. He's just surly. And they'll, and they'll embrace his sensitiveness and repackage and purpose it and resell it as surliness. Surliness in a good way. They'll be like, yo, look at the surly Durant. He ain't, he ain't taking no shit from none of them sons, B. You know what I mean? Fuck that shit. Niggas going to be here talking about that nigga all the fucking time. All he does is put up 35 and 10. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is fucking hating. Yo, they got the fucking Brooklyn Nets in the sucking spot. And all they do is talking about is this and that. You know what I mean? Yo, fuck that. Let's run that shit. And that's what happens. That's what happens. <laughs> he goes to Brooklyn. And his experience in New York completely changes. His media coverage is a little bit less. The way the fans treat him is a little bit more embracing. Because it's not the whole city. It's just the borough. And if the, and if you're just having to force yourself to be ingratiated by that, by that one borough versus the whole city, you're going to get the kind of love that you were looking for in, in Oklahoma or that you got in Oklahoma City. The kind of love that you kind of got in Golden State but not really, you'll get that in Brooklyn. If he goes to Brooklyn. So. Believe me when I say. There's this chance. That the sensitive duo does not. Team up in Gotham. At least not for the Knicks. But they go to New York. And they play their Batman and Robin roles. In two different areas. Where we're having Nightwing. And Batman. Versus Batman and Robin. They're, all, they're both in New York. They're both. Doing their thing. They're just protecting two different cities. And that's what's going to happen. And talking about cities. Yeah. I guess we can finally. Take a trip way. Out west. I don't, I don't want to take a trip out west. Because you know what. Oh my god. Talking about that. I'm glad I didn't take a trip out west yet. Because. Kind of wanted to take... Actually, we're going to take a trip out west. We're still taking a trip out west. But we ain't going to talk about the teams in California like we thought we were. What we're going to do is talk about the team in Nevada. And that is the Phoenix Suns. Because the Phoenix Suns right now are playing the New York Knicks. And in case in case you haven't realized like what we, what, what's been going on so far... The New York Knicks are playing the Phoenix Suns right now. And this game wouldn't have significance if it didn't have any significance. And and, and I'll explain. Because both of these teams are absolutely playing for nothing. As far as the current season is going, is concerned. They're playing for nothing. But what these teams are playing for is position in the NBA draft. And we're talking about two of the three teams that can possibly qualify 
for that n number one pick. Right? You have the New York Knicks sitting with a very respectable record of 13 and 51, worse than the league. They've only won 20.3% of their games. But they're going against the Phoenix Suns, who happen to have the, the second most respectable worst record in the league, with 14 wins and 51 losses. So they've played one more game than the Knicks so far. But somebody can come out of here with 52 losses. And by the end of this, Evo, both teams have 14 wins or Phoenix has gone on to their 15th win. Worst teams in the league right now, New York Knicks, Cleveland Cavaliers, Phoenix Suns. New York Knicks with a record of 13 and 51, Phoenix Suns with a record of 14 and 51, and the Cleveland Cavaliers with a record of 16 and 48. 16 and 48, by the way, gives you a winning percentage of 25%. So the way the lottery is set up right now is that teams one through three have a 14%. They have the 14 most balls in the, in the lottery. Team, team number four has a 12.5% chance, and team number five has a 10.5% chance. And that's of getting the number one overall pick. One through three, 14%. Number four, 12.5%. Number five, 10.5%. Now, the worst record can fall no lower than fifth. So that's the worst that the Knicks can do, is come up fifth. And we're really hoping that doesn't happen. We're really happy the Knicks don't slide that far down. So right now, you got two teams playing for the worst record in the league, essentially. Now, personally, if you ask me, I pick the Knicks to win this game. It's kind of hard to pick against my team when you're playing against a team like this. Even though, you know, my, if you guys have heard me, you know how much I love Devin Booker as a player. I think Devin Booker is one of those players that, that, need to, that should be respected in the league and need to be highlighted. And he is one of those players that... I'm kind of upset that they don't have his own customized shot in NBA 2K19. Yeah, somebody needs to be arrested all for that. But in a game like this, I have an odd feeling that even though the Phoenix Suns have beaten the Milwaukee Bucks twice, and they happen to be one of the few teams to also beat only a lot of the other big wig teams in the league because they probably just come in here and they sleep on them. While Phoenix comes and gives maximum efforts, and then that's what the guess the game that Devin Booker goes off on. I expect the Knicks to possibly win this game. Ooh, look at the sexy traveling Knicks fans. We see you, boo. We see you, boo, in the stands. The Knicks are currently up 17-10. We'll see how long that's going to last. Now, when it comes to the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns are kind of in a weird position as well, too, because the Phoenix Suns have been losing for a while now. And the way I look at it is that I don't think that they have many more years to be able to keep putting themselves in this kind of losing situation. I figure at most that you probably can put yourself to about two more years. Probably two more years of losing before Devin Booker says that he wants out. I mean, right now you have you have the young kid Aiden to go along, DeAndre Aiden to go along with Devin Booker. You need to start building a, a, a couple of more young pieces, but you'll have a high draft pick this year, right? If if the Knicks, let's say Phoenix Suns come with the number two pick and the New York Knicks get number one. New York Knicks pick, you know, um, Zion Williamson and the number two pick goes to the point guard from um, from his, you know, his, his point guard teammate. Um, Phoenix comes out all right because he's technically, the point guard is technically supposed to be the best player in the league or the best prospect or upside in, in the league, to be honest with you. So you so you team you so you team up a true point guard now, along with Devin Booker, along with along with along with Aiden. And the Phoenix Suns should start winning games. You give them one more season after that of being possibly bad, and you can't say that, oh, you're gonna be bad for another year after this. You can't say that, oh, three more years after this year, that the that the, that the Phoenix Suns are still bad. And expect to keep a guy like Devin Booker. This is how small market teams lose players. And one thing about it is that I fear 
And that's exactly what may happen to Phoenix because before before the LA Clippers got a new GM or got a new owner, I should say, I used to lump the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers in the same exact category. That they were constantly being run by bad owners. Or they were just constantly being run poorly, period. <laughs> and that poorly ran team didn't give a damn about players, didn't give a damn about retention, didn't give a damn about about true player stability, comfort, player lifestyle, you know, like, didn't care about any of the stuff that makes other players want to stay with your team. So, I give Phoenix Suns two more years to have to start getting this 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 ship of theirs right because if not then you are great you are very much looking at Devin Booker possibly taking up his all of his money that he got the 158 million cuz like I said don't cause don't get it twisted it's a 158 million dollar extension too and he'll be coming up right around the end of there and don't be surprised if Devin Booker in two more years, if this Phoenix Suns aren't winning, truly trying to win. And we ain't talking about how New Orleans was trying to win. We're talking about truly trying to win and compete. If he doesn't pull up what Anthony Davis just pulled, what Antonio Brown is pulling, and say, like, you know what, get me out of here. I want to go play for somewhere else. Because they're going to come and ask him a year before he's, his contract is actually up because that's when you're actually able to start talking to these to, to players now. Unless they change something in the collective bargaining agreements between now and the next two years, and that's what you and that's what you're trying to find. And that's what you're finding out. Like, okay, I get an extra year to try to start shipping or shopping these players around and see how we can get them out of there, or I try to make the necessary moves to make my team the team that he's been wanting it to do. But the bad thing about it is that when you wait to do it after they've made your demand, it's too late. They've been watching you be incompetent for seven years. All of a sudden, trying to put something together for the last two just to appease him doesn't out doesn't wash what you've done for the last seven years. What it says is that oh, you're basically like a player that's in a contract year. Let me do everything I need to do to bust my ass now to get paid and to get, and to get this next guaranteed contract, and then I'm gonna slack off. Players treat you that way because that's how players think. And what do you think they get the mentality? Shit trickles downhill. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this show. We're going to stay here in the West. The wild, wild West. The wild, wild West. The wild, 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 They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. Knocks us on the boards. Better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops. All prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one only talent, Omar Taylor. Oh, you're still listening right here on mytsports.net. So we're still in the West of the NBA, and I told you today it was going to be a, a heavy, 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 heavy. Actually I, actually, I didn't tell you it was going to be heavy in basketball. But now you know it's heavy in basketball. <laughs> this is basketball season. What do you expect me to talk about? We're in the we are in the thick of basketball season. Yeah, there's some stuff happening with football. Then there's the combine, players being measured, players jumping, players running. But they're doing it in t-shirts and and, and, and like and, and and shorts. Like, yeah, yeah. I know we got the AAF going on, but I told you what I feel about the AAF. I get it. I get it. The NBA is something different. The NBA is something different. I already told you. 
that the LA Lakers are the worst team in California. Do you know what teams are in California? The Sacramento Kings are in California. The LA Clippers are in California. And the Golden State Warriors are in California. Yes, folks. And they are the worst team in California. LeBron James-led team is the worst team in California. Now, I know when we, this team started off, when this year started off, I should say, I came on here, and, and I've been saying this for years, that LeBron James can take any team that he plays against, that he plays with, to at least the conference finals. And I still believe that he would have taken his team to the conference finals if his team had stayed healthy, if he had stayed healthy all season. But the fact that LeBron James was not able to stay healthy all season, you see his team and, and on the pieces around him start to crumble. Not only was he um, not healthy, but you saw guys like Lonzo Ball get um, also get injured throughout the season. You also saw guys like Rajon Rondo get, get injured throughout the season. You saw pieces around him also start to fall as the king himself start to crumble at the helm. So no doubt, if the king is a mess, then obviously his kingdom is going to fall, and now you've seen the Lakers starting to crumble. Worst team in California. Listen, let me tell you also, the LA Lakers have the same exact record as the Miami Heat. Now, the funny thing about that is that if they were still playing in the East, that is a good enough record to at least make the eighth seed in the East. But, no, he went to the West. A West that we all know is considerably harder. A West that even when Camilla Anthony initially went to Oklahoma City, we thought, why? Because this team isn't the team that is going to make it to the conference finals. And we at least want you to see you there. We thought he should have bit, bit, bit the bullet and played in Cleveland. Because most likely, if he would have played in Cleveland with LeBron James last year, and you would have saw him in the NBA finals, most likely... What happened to him this year would have happened to him anyway. Cleveland probably would have dropped in the same way Houston has dropped them. And then he would have been sitting out somewhere. Camilla Anthony does not need to go to any team this year. Camilla Anthony needs to do what, uh, essentially what Le'Veon Bell is doing, to take out a complete year and go back to a playoff contending team next year. This is, I, hope, I really hope we have not seen the last of Camilla Anthony. I would really hate to see him be the first out of his class to have to retire that mattered. I mean, he'll be the only one out of the three that didn't win a ring, but I would hate to see him be the first one out of his class that mattered to have to retire. Because I think Camilla Anthony could still get buckets and do for a team that I still don't believe that, uh, that only maybe 100 players in the league can do. If that. Maybe 50. But the LA Lakers aren't on course to make the playoffs right now. As it currently speaks, the LA Lakers have a record of 30 and 34. That is about five and a half games. Five and a half games behind the team that is in eighth. Which is the San Antonio Spurs. So we're talking about. He's still behind the Sacramento Kings, and they're still games behind Sacramento. We're talking about two and a half games behind Sacramento, at least, still. Then, he's five and a half games behind even making the playoffs. And at the bottom of the playoffs, a Greg Popovich and his San Antonio Spurs. In the eighth spot. At the bottom of the playoffs are, the LA, uh, are Doc Rivers and his LA Clippers. And then we're talking about and the reason I bring those up because those are teams that are being coached well. Those are teams that we, we, we know for a fact we recognize their coaches and we don't expect their coaches to allow their team to crumble. But then we just talk about talented teams ahead of them after that. Utah, Portland, Oklahoma, Houston, Denver, Golden State. And the only team that can possibly fall enough out of the playoffs that you think maybe the LA Lakers can make it in will be the Utah Jazz. But let me tell you this. See, if the LA Lakers 
plays LeBron James and they make it into the playoffs, then LeBron James is going to have to exert himself to an extent that what we talked about earlier this year would be detrimental to his health and longevity. Now, we've already seen it this year that LeBron James has a problem keeping up with players. And we pointed it out during the time, during the game where he lost to Atlanta that when they switched off and it was LeBron James on Trey Young and Trey Young realized he could blow by LeBron James, that changed everything for that game. That changed everything for me because we realized, oh, LeBron James is back on his court, but LeBron James can't play no D. He can't keep up with Trey Young. And it wasn't even the fact that he couldn't keep up with Trey Young because this wouldn't be the first time we've seen LeBron James possibly get beat off the dribble. LeBron James has always been able to recover and also make up for it at the rim, and we didn't even see an effort there. That's when you knew things were going downhill. So now if LeBron James is playing, LeBron James is really just playing to play the game right now, in a sense. Because he's not putting in the effort that he needs to bring his team into a winning position. Which means he's just out here to get his numbers, basically. And we and we, and we kind of see what LeBron James is when he really has to bring his game down. Which, which we thought he would be if he ever had to lower down what he's capable of doing. And that is LeBron James becomes almost a bona fide double-double, triple-double machine. Because he's going to be the primary ball handler, and he's going to, and if you give him the right shooters around him, he's going to get those 10 assists. And for the most part, he's going to dribble around, he's going to dabble around 8 to 10 rebounds a game. He's going to be right around there. And it's going to be that, it's going to be that year, in a year or two from now, where LeBron James captures another MVP as he's leading the team. In another year or two from now, I'm going to say more two than one. But another year or two from now, LeBron James really has to play, I don't want to say below the rim, but as below the rim as LeBron James has ever been forced to in his career. LeBron James is going to be a bona fide triple-double machine, and we're going to give him another MVP because of it. Because LeBron James would have averaged a triple-double throughout the course of a season, even though we're watching a guy like Russell Westbrook do it for three straight years. But yet, we have the audacity or the nerve to keep talking about what James Harden is doing. Like, you understand that... James Harden isn't putting up the most points that anybody has ever done in an NBA season. He's not doing that. He's just scoring a lot through a small time frame. Still, still a short time frame. James Harden isn't putting up, isn't averaging the most points ever averaged by a player in the NBA in the NBA season. No, he's not doing that. He's not even averaging the most points by a player in his position. No, he's not even doing that. But yet, his efforts over the last two years have been MVP-worthy, where we see a guy that is actually putting up more triple-doubles than anybody that we have ever seen do it over a course of three seasons. Since the stat has been recognized. You understand? Oscar Robinson did it for two years straight. We're seeing Russell Westbrook do it for three years straight. But all of a sudden, when we talked about the feat being done, we over here talked about, oh, we don't ever see anybody being able to do that again. We don't think we ever be seeing about it. And now that we're seeing somebody doing it, we're like, ah. When I think what James Harden is doing is way more fluky than what you see Russell Westbrook doing, you actually have to go get these rebounds. You actually have to make these assists. You actually have to score these points. Russell Westbrook, I mean, James Harden is scoring points from phantom fouls after he walks, travels, discontinues, takes too many steps, whatever you want to call it. But that is the wild, wild west. And the Wild Wild West, the, the Golden State Warriors are sitting at number one with a record of forty-four and twenty, and they've been jock and they've been they've been jostling back and forth, you know, jousting back and forth with the Denver Nuggets, who were just sitting on top of that rankings a couple of days ago. Even though Golden State just lost last night to Boston, they still sit on top of that. Now, the Golden State Warriors are on top of the West. They are not on top of the league. There are two teams. That are better than Golden State, and they're both in the East. We have the Toronto Raptors with a record of 46 and 19, better than the Golden State Warriors. And we also have the Milwaukee Bucks with a record of 48 and 16. It's the number one record in the league, better than the Warriors. And oh, yeah. 
the Milwaukee Bucks have been the, have the first team this year to clinch the playoffs. Now, don't get it twisted. Golden State Warriors still have to still have to fully ball this year because they're still fighting for the number one spot in the West. If they're not careful, there could be four teams in the East that finish with a better record than Golden State. Now, do I think that all four of these teams can beat them if they had even if they had home court advantage? No. But I think three of them can. And the one team I don't think they can beat them, I don't think that team is even gonna make it to the finals anyway. So <laughs> and, and I'm talking about the Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers and the Philadelphia Phillies, Philadelphia 76ers both sit with 23 losses. Philadelphia with 41 wins, Indiana with 42 wins. As we said, Golden State Warriors are sitting there with 44 wins and 20 losses. They're not that far. Now, do I think that Golden State can go on such a losing streak that they fall behind Indiana and Philly as Philly just goes through the rest of their season on a positive note? I'm not even saying that Philadelphia or LR or Indy may have like ridiculous like winning streak. They just go through how they've been like the rest of the season how they've been going through so far. And I still don't think that Golden State could fully catch them. But there's a possibility. And if you're fans of Philly and if you're fans of Indy, then oh no, you need to ride that possibility roller coaster all the way down to the end until it pulls in and the instructor tells you to get out of the train. You need to take that ride. That ride is yours to be taken. I don't think the Golden State Warriors are still in much trouble this year. I love the Oklahoma City Thunder. But if the Oklahoma City Thunder stays in their current position and they play Golden State Warriors in the, in the second round, that I'm going to want to see. Because I think that they'll get so hyped up for. And I think they, they can beat them. Where I fear them playing is Denver, to be honest with you. There's something about Denver and Kyle Murray that just gets inside Oklahoma City's and Russell Westbrook's head. Something about that team that just makes Oklahoma City Thunder struggle. But I would take Oklahoma City's chances over Golden State Warriors. This season, right now, the way that how hot they've been and the way they've been playing, they have a level of nastiness that is unmatched throughout the whole entire league. And I do mean nastiness. Paul George playing on an MVP level on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. We see Russell Westbrook, as I just already told you about him, he's, he's, he's averaging another triple double throughout the whole entire season. This team is, 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 is one of the best top three defensive teams in the league. You're talking about two players that are in the top three in steals alone. Oklahoma City Thunder are really talented. Once again, don't know why they're not being spoken about more, but it's probably why we don't hear about Milwaukee more as the number one team in the league and the first team to clinch a playoff spot this year. That is what... They don't talk about like they don't talk about Brooklyn enough. Granted, the Brooklyn is sitting with a record of 33 and 33. That's exactly at a 500 record, but the Brooklyn Nets are getting less talk than the New York Knicks. And not for nothing, the New York Knicks have the worst record in the league. The Brooklyn Nets are at least in the playoffs. The Brooklyn Nets have a better record than the LA Lakers. They're doing better than the great LeBron. Just let that sit. Because that's my show today. We're done here. Season is going to keep pushing on. We're going to keep talking about these players. Players are going to get signed everywhere. Major League Baseball. In National Football League. But we ha well, we going to be happy when the NBA playoffs hit. Because they're around around the corner. And oh man, they smell sweet. I've been your host, Alan Dumont Taylor. You've been listening to the My T Sports Podcast. Right here on my T Sports dot net. So
the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down, lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? You guys ready for this? I'm about to go get some grub again. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea!